Welcome, welcome to the Vocal Revolution po- Zoomcast. I keep wanting to say podcast. It's not a podcast, it's a Zoomcast because we're on Zoom and we're going live to Facebook. Hello, 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 everyone who's with us. Um, my name is Katie Rose and the point of this wonderful experience is to talk about how voice is transformational, how we can use our voices to change our world personally and collectively. And I've been inviting wonderful people to come and share about that with me. And last month I talked with Joe Hoare, laughing yogi, who shared all about how we can stay in touch with joy and laughter. And today we've got wonderful Esther (laughs) with us. Hooray, Esther Austin, who I just want to give a a big introduction to and a big thank you for coming to join me today. It's just Thank so you. Wonderful to have you. Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about our authentic voice. How do we stay tuned to our authentic voice? Because there's a cacophony of voices around us: the media, family, friends, workplaces, government, healthcare providers. Everybody's got a voice, right? And it's all, you know, how do we stay tuned to our own personal voice? Mm. And the fact is that our voices are more unique than our fingerprints. They are so unique. So we are actually, we have an authentic, a very unique voice. And we are here to discover how we can stay tuned to ourselves and really express our truth. And the reason I've invited Esther is because she really does that. She really walks her talk and she supports other people to express themselves in so many wonderful ways. And she's so multi-talented. She's an amazing fashion designer. She's a writer. She's a publisher. She's an editor. (laughs) She's getting ready. (laughs) She, um, She publishes a wonderful magazine called Turning Point Magazine, Your Lifestyle, Your Wellbeing. Uh And I'm honored to write for that. And um, she's here to share her pearls of wisdom that she also shares in her books, in her poetry, in her fashion, and and who and just who you are, Esther. So thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. I'm sort of looking at my reflection here, and I'm like, I haven't seen myself in red lipstick for months. And it, <laughs> I know you said to wear something red, and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I look like a beacon. But anyway. <laughs> You look stunning. You look stunning. And thank you for uh, reddening up for us, you know. Yes, um, absolutely. I know a lot of us haven't had um, maybe some of the opportunities we normally would to kind of get, get dressed up these days. Uh, so um, getting dressed up for Zooms. <laughs> absolutely. With my PJs on the bottom. Absolutely. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so Esther, tell us a little bit about you and your journey, like of finding your authentic voice. You've all have, I know you're extremely stylish. You've always had this way of expressing yourself. It's very you. Um, but how did you come to that? Um, what did you have to go through to really get clear and tuned to you? I guess, you know, we say, you know, life is a journey uh, and that's quite um, one of those sayings that's, that's I think, sometimes overused, but it, it, it is a journey. And I guess where I am now, um, I can speak about where I am now and then we can travel back a bit. Where I am now is in a very strong place, a very good place, a very good place of owning who I am, a very good place of identifying what I really want. And in that place, once I'm clear about what I really want, then it's who do I need to become to 
get to what I really wanted. That makes sense. Absolutely. And yes, I've, you know, as with many of us, I've been through quite a lot of pain, a um, lot of challenges, but I'm the sort of person that's always sort of gone to plan A, plan B, plan C. What do I need to do? What do I need to do to get out of here? And the times when I've been stuck <coughs> or I've allowed myself, allowed myself to be stuck in places, it's painful. It's painful. And so for me, where I am now is because I've now got that reflection of the pain that I don't want to go back into or be in anymore, then it just keeps me on my tippy toes to keep thinking, okay, I'm feeling this. I've felt this before. Is that reference point? Do I want to go back (laughs) into that pain again? Or I'm now recognizing actually that pain is telling me something. That pain is telling me to step back, to look at the man in the mirror, to, um, you don't have to get anal about this whole process because after a while it becomes so organic. It's almost like, okay, this is showing up. I'm going to do something about it. Um, Sometimes it may still take a little longer, but it's almost like I recognize that feeling. I don't like that feeling or I like that feeling and it's more of what I want or not more of what I want. And then you start to navigate yourself a little better. So if I go back in time to where I've come from, um, I guess very briefly, I'm from a a Barbadian um, heritage, of Barbadian heritage, Um, had three sisters, lost one when she was 38 um, in 2006. So that experience amongst other experiences has really have really honed me or I would say home the experiences that I have, but also I've learned that they don't need to identify who I am as well. Is that making sense? Um, And the, and I guess, Growing up, I was quite a quiet child. But I used to play with the theories. Do you know that, Katie? When I'm in my room, I always used to dance, and I still dance. I dance with my granddaughter, and I used to connect with the theories because I always remember looking up and just prancing about, being in my own world, um, never quite understanding the world around me because I saw it through different filters, through, through different eyes, and also always having the experience of being the other one on the other side, you know, especially at school, when they've got to pick you for a team, you're also the last one standing. And I'm like, oh, whatever, because it didn't really bother me. Um, but I realized that when I started to show up for myself more, so when I started to win, um, like, and in the school sports day, I would always come first. And after that, everybody wanted to be my friend. But I'm like, no, dudes, you weren't my friends before. You don't have to be my friends now. So I guess I started to learn to to really step into that individual space within myself um, quite early. Um, it wasn't always easy because sometimes I wanted to be part of the crowd. But two reasons. I had a really strict father, strict parents periodically, and also... The times when I stepped into those clusters of others or people, it never went right. You know, I would, I would always end up on my face and I used to think, how comes everybody's all right to be in a crowd and it doesn't work for me? And I realized that's the way it's supposed to be. And I've got comfortable with that. I like my own space. I like my own company. I don't need to be around or I don't need to be with somebody to do something but I think that's just that freedom thing within me you know if I have somebody by my side it's nice but I'm still moving forward anyway um and sometimes when I've been places when I've traveled it's not all I'm not always being that brave and bold because sometimes I've had to do things on my own I'm like oh I wish there was somebody with me, but I always like to challenge myself mentally, spiritually, physically, and I would challenge myself out of that position to say, okay, you're on your own. You've got to go into this scenario or or circumstance, just go. And it's always been okay. Um, 
And along the way, because I'm like a child, I want to try everything. So um, as Katie said, I, I love fashion. I mean, I dream it, I get up and I put it on. And sometimes I could put a dress on back to front and different colored earrings and different colored shoes. And I can rock it because I'm not, it's not for me to say here I am to everybody. I'm not competing against anyone. This is just my soul expression. And when I see it in my, in my mind's eye, it's almost like I see it there and I put it on. It's like, oh my gosh, it's crazy, but it rocks. And in that message itself, once again, it's about individuality. This is my unique self. I don't want to be cloned. Um, I, even when I used to go to school and a few times when I did attend a party, everybody would be in short, tight black, short, tight black. And then I'd have like these harem pants and Dr. Martins or something, not because I want to, um, it wasn't from, about me making a statement to anyone else. It was just about, this is who I am. I don't see why I didn't understand being part of that collective. Um, and my granddaughter's very much the same. And so this, this, I would say this art of expression comes out in different ways. So as Katie said, I've got my own magazine, Turning Points, Your Lifestyle, Your Wellbeing, of which she is a contributor. And there's some fabulous, fabulous stuff in there, if I may say so myself. Um, <laughs> I'm also an energy healer. I'm also um, a keynote speaker or an empowerment speaker. And I'm a presenter, radio presenter. Um, and soon to be have my own TV show. And for me, it's a lot of people say I do a lot. And I say what I do is what's birthed through me are just different vehicles to deliver a very similar message. And I have the tools and the capacity to build those types of platforms for that message to be delivered. Um, and I like to dance as well. Yeah. You do, you do. And we've had um, some great dance times, haven't we? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. and dance is so freeing. And thank you for sharing all of that with us so generously and that whole journey of, of as you say, how to find ourselves and to be comfortable with who we are, regardless of what the crowd might be saying mm. and to really be ourselves. That's, uh, you're such a great exemplar of that. And also I, I know that you encourage and you work with people to help them find their Absolutely. unique style. I know you help people with their sense of fashion, with their sense of dress, and also with self-empower, inner empowerment. Because I know for you, the dress is just the expression of the inner person, right? It's just about really, when you're really in tune with yourself, you express yourself through your, your clothing and everything else. Absolutely, so, yeah. Um, so can you maybe tell us some stories that you've seen of um, people transforming? I mean, I know you don't only work with people. I know you work with animals as well. Actually. Oh, yes. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but some of your favorite stories of transformation, you know, and people finding themselves. Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind, I had the privilege of going to Vegas last year. And that was a whole story in itself, you know, how I got there, um, got to the hotel. The hotel didn't have my booking, even though I had the confirmation. So I needed to find a place to stay, got in a cab, which dropped me off in the wrong place. So there's me without any phone, no connection with anyone, um, whether here or in Vegas or in the, in the States. And I had my two cases. I'd have been traveling for about 18 hours. I was tired. And so I was like, oh, what do I do? And I just started walking and I bumped into these two young, these twins, they were twin 23 year olds, two young black girls with um, their kids, they had young kids as well. And they helped me. And I also remember um, one got in her car and she drove me to where I should have been dropped off in the first place. And I was coming through the door of, 
of the, that my Airbnb because um, I do a lot of energy work as well. And I just had this vision of her, her grandmother just went, bam. And I said to her, do you mind? This is what I do. Because sometimes you've got to be careful when you, you know, if you get a message, because people might think, oh, the freaks come out at night. No, I'm not a freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just said, you know, you're, you're, I just sensed your grandmother around you. And she started crying because they had been brought up by their grandmother because they, their mother had been a drug addict. And the grandmother had died the year previously. And so... They had, they were just trying to live. They were struggling. They had just managed to get their 16 year old sister out of the social care system to support her so they can all live together. And I tell you, Katie, that was just so amazing because she was just so grateful and she cried and she she shared and she goes, I've got to get my sisters to meet you. And so in a sense, I became a bit like a surrogate mum to them for the short space of time I was there. And when I was leaving Vegas to go to LA, had a sense that get them to come over to because I had moved to a hotel by then and I said get them to come over to the hotel have some snacks and we talked and then I just gave them um, <laughs> um, a reading and, and, and an energy session and these girls they all cried they cried they I've never seen so much crying in my life but they were crying from the pain they were releasing that pain and they were just so glad that somebody was able to see into them someone was able to see into their pain into the, their distress someone was able to then reach into that place and say come on we can have a hug and it's okay and they cried so much but then when they realized that their grandmother was around them supporting them um, and they were going to be okay. It was such a relief. And we just had such fun because a few days after we went into Vegas, we, you know, we walked, we, it was just such an amazing time. And so that's one of the, the times that came to me. And another time was I was in a cab and um, it was a lady cab um, Uber driver and we were talking and I just got this flash of inspiration. And I said, do you mind? And she started to cry. I'm like, gosh, I remember I used to go out with someone before. He goes, he always used to walk with a box of tissues because he also, you always make people cry, <laughs> not in a bad way, but from a place of relief and release. Mm. And she shared um, that she was under a lot of pressure because she had been married and the guy had been in prison for, I think, assault, um, for assaulting her. He was due out soon and she wanted to protect her family. And she was so grateful. And for me, I always say I'm the vehicle, I'm the vessel. And sometimes if you sometimes if you don't feel that you've got a message to share or you don't feel that you can share it because of how the person might take it, just just close your eyes and ask, you know, is this the time to share this? Because oftentimes because you're the vessel, you've got to share it, man. You've got to share it. Um, and I mean, there are so many others there was because I do a lot of work with young people as well because um they call me auntie do you know how that sort of makes you feel aged all right darlings let's sit around and have a session shall we <laughs> um but you know a lot of these young people one thing they keep saying to me is we want to reach out to elders who are honest and I, I'm like what do you mean and they're like we want elders who are honest um and that is really powerful because in a lot of their experiences they've come across elders and and it's not that they they expect everybody to be on this pulpit but they just want someone who can be honest with themselves so if you know i can hold my hand up if i do something wrong you know i would say just 
you know, I hold my hand up, take, I take accountability. But for a lot of sometimes with the elders, because they're elders, they feel that they have this autonomous um, kingship over. And it's not. You know, respect goes both ways. We have to own our shemong, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I guess those are two of the most powerful. I mean, there's loads of others because when I travel, you know, and men don't often open up to anybody, but I find, and I feel that's a blessing, and I take it um, kind of humbly that a lot of men open up to me and they share. They, you know, they'll just be talking, and then they, I've never done this before, and I sit there and say it happens all the time, and I respect that space that they've opened up and shared, um, and that's why your what you're doing is so powerful, also, Katie, because. I know sometimes we may say, oh, men, women, this culture, that they don't share, they don't speak, but we have to learn to speak, you know, regardless yeah, yeah. now, we have to learn to, to communicate and express. Yes, we do. Because we've seen what, we have seen the back end of what that's creating. Yes, and it, yes. And it sorry, yeah. Yes, absolutely, I'm just agreeing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, what, that can, it's just become, coming into that, into that strength of truth and there's so many so many layers to what you've just shared with us um which are just so phenomenal firstly the staying in tune with your own intuitive voice mm. so that you follow through when you have those feelings of in, and intuitions towards others and then also being that space where others can speak into and share and release their feelings mm. their tears their 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 deepest feelings and i think that's one of the things i've always felt from the from the first day I met you I've always felt mm -hmm. I can be who I am with you yeah. and that you see me and that you see yeah that's what truth. comes up that's the you've just said it that's wherever I go that's one thing people say you see me and sometimes I'm like what do you mean because they said you've just said xyz and I said what and they said but nobody else has said that or nobody's seen that and for me it's obvious because I can see it but I realize that it's not it's not always obvious to people because oftentimes we're so caught up in our stuff and a lot of people are just trying to manage life. Um, yes. But that's one of the gifts. I see you because once, and even if you're the only person in a person's lifetime to see them, do you know that that can make a difference? Yeah. But sometimes people aren't ready to own that. Sometimes, a lot of times people aren't ready to step into that space. Um, and I know I've had, I've had to learn not to be frustrated about that. Um, there was a very fine line at one point between me wanting, you know, understanding the difference between saving and supporting um, because of my compassion. And I've had to really, really work on stepping back, stepping back. And it's almost like sometimes you think, please, but they've got to go people we've all had to go through our own process I mean even there was there's a couple of times when I should have done something and I've been turned and I've stepped into it and pow you know um it's been incredibly painful and um I'm not yeah. saying that I or anybody else would never go through any pain but sometimes if we could help ease that seriously yeah if we can help ease it if we can ease it and we can ease it as you say there's many ways we can ease our pain by a staying tuned to our inner voice that often internal satnav internal satnav that's what we always say yeah. isn't it you know that guidance that is actually saying hey don't go down that dark alleyway tonight or do go down and meet that person they need to talk to you and that mm. those kind of prompts those inner prompts we're all getting them all the time and um it just takes sometimes taking some of the noise away so that we can really yes. listen 
really listen to what's happening inside and receive and be present to those inner promptings and that then when we are a stand for that then we can support other people to listen to themselves and it's not about us saying I think this it's about empowering others to listen to their inner voice so that and I believe the more of us that are listening the more sensitive we are to each other and Mm. to each other's guidance and the more also um more true we are and therefore hopefully better relationships better better communication a better world is key for everyone you know and you're right there are some times whether it's gender norms or cultural norms or conditioning that says oh Mm. you know men shouldn't open up or women always cry or all this kind of nonsense that we Mm. you know everybody gets piled on with Mm -hmm. and we have to kind of clear some of that debris out of the way don't we sometimes Mm. to just get back to who we really are and how we can just just be in that very simple listening moment Mm. And what practices have you found that help you kind of stay tuned to that, Esther? Like, I know you're phenomenally, exercise. Uh, yeah, exercise. Exercise. Yeah. exercise, 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 dance. And I, I started Taekwondo a couple of months ago. Um, the teacher, he's anal. I said he should have been the Joker in Batman because his, you know, his train is anal. And because he's so passionate about Taekwondo, it's sometimes we do three hour sessions twice a week. And so the first hour is usually lots of cardio, some crazy, crazy stuff. The second part is usually filled with lots of stretches because we do some really deep, painful stretches. And then the last part is about sparring and patterns. And for me, that helps keeps keeps me centered. And for me also doing this, it's about me pushing myself beyond my physical, mental and spiritual barriers. It's just like on Wednesday. I mean, I went to bed at two o'clock on no, Tuesday morning. And then I did a um, two hour dancing session because I started doing these soul sane Wednesdays because a lot of people are saying they're stressed, they're working from home. And so it's just a session where we're going to do lots of dance. And then I did about 45 minutes with a friend. And then after that, we did another hour's dance. I was mashed because I went to bed late that morning. And then I was going to go to Taekwondo. And when I got home, I wanted to rest, but I didn't get time to rest. And there was this little voice that was saying, oh, you're tired, you're tired. And I'm like, no, I'm still going. I got to Crystal Palace Station and I was still tired. And I could have turned back, got on the train and gone back. But I went, I went, I pushed through that. And we did three hours because, you know, we trained out in the cold and because we had to do the social distancing thing. Yeah. And we, we, we trained outside. And for me, it was mind of a matter, mind of a matter. And so that's what keeps me sane um, because it's not just a physical release, it's a mental release. Yes. Um, and sometimes I take the, I call him the mutt. Oh, yeah, he's got a name. I take the mutt. No, Katie, he's like a baby that doesn't grow up. He constantly needs attention. He's doing my head in. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else do I do? Um, sometimes if my mom around my granddaughter, we dance. Me and my granddaughter, we always dancing. Yeah. And so those are the main things. And I meditate before I get out of bed in the morning. And I try to give thanks or watch watch an inspirational video that just gets my head into gear. Because sometimes even I don't want to get out of bed. But then I watch something like, okay, come on. Let's, let's bypass this. Let's bypass this program. Let's bypass this. You've got things to do. You know what you need to do. End of no excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's inspirational. And that's 
Um, you know, we all need to find the tools that are right for us, don't we, mm. as individuals, you know, and I personally, I'm with you there, um, dancing, moving, yoga, yes. stretching, especially in the time of lockdown, when um, we are so limited in our normal freedoms, um, mm. to be able to go on a walk, to be able to run off the frustration of being in, in the flat for or in mm. our homes for a long time, you know, those kind of movement practices are so important, as is the inner work, as you say, listening, getting our heads in the right place whether it's through meditation or listening as you say to inspiration or just listening to wonderful music whatever it is that helps us stay tuned to ourselves and get in a good space for the day and yeah and absolutely positive uh, you know mind mind uh mindset is very important isn't it mm, I think yes particularly yeah. at this time where a lot of our mental health is challenged by the things that are going on on um, many levels many levels many levels of challenge um, what what tips would you give from your practice to to people um, say wanting to express more of themselves or what would be uh, an Esther and I know you have your aspirational messages watch out for that Esther does her aspirational. Yeah I've got to start I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to put, tighten things up and um, do things on a more regular basis I've been a bit naughty because I've got caught up with the magazine but what I would say to anyone is yes these are challenging times and we're coming into the winter months and I feel that's going to be a lot more challenging for a lot of people because some people suffer some sad syndrome or just the weather but I would say maybe just give yourself set yourself a goal and maybe make someone accountable around you so when you look outside and it's looking dark and dismal force yourself you know Set, set yourself something where you think you know what, I'm going to challenge myself and then in the background maybe you come back and have a bar of chocolate or something where you can actually just yummify yourself afterwards but what is it that you can just push yourself outside your comfort zone and say you know what, I'm going to do this and I want to do this for me I'm not going to let these external situation beat me down I'm not saying that you're not going to feel some sort of frustration or regret or whatever but what I'm saying is that don't let the dictates of this control you and um, someone put something on Facebook um, a couple of weeks ago about a lady who was in a um, concentration camp, camp Auschwitz yeah and she came through this and there's been pockets of people throughout history history who've had different experiences and one thing of those people who've come through they've asked them what what how did you come through the most horrendous situations and they said it's about mindset mm. and so I'm not saying it's easy because I say this in anybody of my work it's not easy but if you could just challenge yourself whether you want to get fit because you can get fit if you can't go outside then there's lots of great videos on YouTube from exercise I sometimes do the figure eight because I've got to keep my waist tight right <laughs> so I sometimes do the figure eight or um you've got different exercises in 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 um you know, you've got Latin, you've got Caribbean, you've got African, you've got different rhythms. You can take yourself back into places. Yeah. And also just create some time baths because baths are incredibly relaxing and healing and yummified. Get some candles. And if that's all you can do with some Epsom salts, if that's all you can do, then do it for you. Do it for you. And there will be days and moments when you don't feel like doing anything. Or maybe just sit and watch a movie. But it's how can you keep getting yourself back up and knowing that this is only for a time. This is only for a time. Yes. Thank you for that encouragement. Thank you for that encouragement and inspiration to look after ourselves and also set ourselves goals and be accountable to them and to... Yeah. And I think you mentioned as well, you know, it's very important to build in support systems, you know, and I know you and I talk about what we're 
doing what we're going through what we're aiming towards and and it's good to have it's good to have bodies I know we can't necessarily always be in person in the same way at this time but Um, we can still pick up the phone and say how are you getting on with that thing you know that you said you're going to do or and 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 cheer each other on encourage each other to say hey have you written your book yet or how's it going you know and and and, and those kind of things isn't it um because really, there's people who've done it before there's yeah. you know les brown there's loads of gone to youtube and you hear their stories arnold schwarzenegger i love his story <laughs> um you know i'll be back but if even that oh, i'll be back you you listen to his story yes. um even stallone um ll cool j jamie fox you listen to their stories and it will inspire you to like you know what i'm gonna david goggins the navy seal he's got an anal story Oh, wait, he's, he's got a story, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, we're allowed to say those words. It's okay. Watershed, <laughs> watershed. <laughs> oh. I knew we would have a laugh, Esther, and I, you know, I knew it'd be spontaneous, so, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the wonderful. And also you touched there on something really important in what you were talking about is that, yes, there are people who have gone before. There's people who have faced down incredible oppression, people who have faced down horrors, like you mentioned Auschwitz. And, um, you know, these these stories of people who can inspire us. Do you have, you mentioned a couple of people, you mentioned Arnie and Les Brown, but it, do you have any other particular role models you 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 draw from? who inspire you? For me, it's everyday people. I mean, the people that I interview, because also I, I feel very blessed and privileged to interview lots of old school legends and pioneers. I don't want to say celebrities, legends and pioneers from Martha Rees and the Vandellas. Um, you know, dancing in the street. I love when she hits that tambourine. Yeah. <laughs> you go. Oh, um, and, and Mary Stewart from the Supremes. I've interviewed people like that. Um, the OJs. Um, Eddie Levert from the OJs, um, Chris Amu from The Real Thing. And they share some stories, whether that's from, whether they've experienced racism, whether they've experienced sexism. Um, they've shared some stories. And even Sister Sledge, when I interviewed um, two years ago, was it two or three years ago, they had just lost their sister, Joni. And I said, well, and they, and I said, well, how do you, you know, five days later, you had to get up and perform. How, how do you do that when you've just lost a sister? And, you know, the, it was their faith that got them through, but also within the industry, and I would say, especially with the old school legends and pioneers, there's a saying, the show must go on. And that's one thing. It doesn't matter what they were going through, the show must go on. And even Eddie Levert from the OJs, he lost two sons within the space of two years. And I said to him, how did you? And he goes, they made a pact amongst each other that no matter what happened, the show must go on. So we're not saying it's going to be easy for everyone. And also, not everyone's going to be able to pick themselves up. And we get that. So we're not disputing that. And we're not sort of, um, and it's not about putting you down. But this is just offering tools and tips to, to say, when you are feeling in that place, there are people all around you that you can draw inspiration from. And you may not be able to pick yourself up maybe here and now, but it may drop be that drop of that aha moment for you so that later down you think oh I met this person I read that story so now I can get back up um that's wonderful thank you for sharing those stories and I know that's one of your specialities is is sharing the stories of musical legends and yeah um, and you know I know that often as you say um 
those those legends have experienced incredible things and it's very important for us to know because uh, it's very easy just to see the surface and the razzmatazz and perhaps that's right and successful and not yeah. see all that backstory that's behind people and, absolutely yeah. even now a lot of them I mean I'm going to be interviewing Paulie Carmen from Champagne or how about us and he's just been through he's had a, a year he's had such a year um and yet when you speak to him, he still has that giggle. He still has that enthusiasm and that passion yes. to sing and to, and if I may say, and I feel for a lot of these legends and pioneers also what keeps them going is, yes, the show must go on, but also they know that they have been gifted a gift to share. Yes. And when they, so that means they take themselves out of the equation because they, God has given them a gift to share. And that's a lot where a lot of them come from. Yes. Yeah. So, and it is, it's sharing that, that, that truth, that inner truth that we keep coming back to is that inner voice of what's inside of you that is unique to you to share. And everybody I know, everyone I know has something unique and it's whether you make amazing cakes or whether you're just, um, you're an artist or whether you're just an exceptional architect or who knows, but everybody's Mm. got their own special things that are totally unique to them. And it's, it's staying tuned to that, that I believe brings us the most happiness and the most resilience in the face Mm. of, you know, certainly I know that singing has got me through many, many, many difficult Mm. times. And just knowing that I can sing about something and let, let rip release release, that healthy sense of release. Um, which as we said, dancing and exercise can also be. So whatever our gifts are, are often our, our own tools for kind of healing ourselves in a way, isn't it? And and they then can also support um, change in the world. So, um, you know, what we obviously, we've just seen the biggest civil rights movement in in history, 18 countries, I I was told, and all the states of the US involved in protests around the world. Incredible, incredible movement after the tragic murder of George Floyd and seeing that happen and seeing how the world responded and that world has stood yes. up and people have taken their voices to say no we're, we're we, we cannot have this happen in mm. our times anymore um, and I know you do a lot of campaigning on, around racial justice and you're involved and I know that you were just this week interviewed on um, Islam channel about talking mm. about how can the Islamic community and the black community support each other about unwanted narratives and how Mm. we can learn from each other so I know you're very active in creating those new narratives and helping people stay empowered so what what can you share with us about that your experience of that of of raising voice for justice I guess yeah it's interesting because um like I said you know the people are needed on every level of activism yeah you've got the foot soldiers you've got those who will be banging on about something from a place of anger and then you've got the policy makers and and then you've got those um, on the on the on the spiritual realm or i say on a conscious realm who could hold a, a really wide space for all those narratives to be played out in and i guess for me um i see i've experienced racism but i've experienced things from my own I've experienced things on different levels so in in response to George Floyd I believe even though it was tragic I feel it needed to happen because that was the catalyst 
to that was the catalyst that that was the the the, the match that ignited all the voices that had been saying for a while we you know we're not being heard we're not being seen this is what's happening in the community this is what's been happening that was the match that ignited everything on a global level it's like a firework just going and all of a sudden everybody was like wow and i do believe that as much as we are in this place, we were in the lockdown and the pandemic, it was a good thing that we were on lockdown because people were behind closed doors and they were able to see what was happening. If people were working and doing their normal day-to-day jobs, I don't feel we would have had the response that we had to this, but yeah. everybody was locked in a place and, you know, we saw what was happening. And so for me, it's about, it is about champion your rights. It is about people having voices and people have done that. They've opened up, they've come together. Um, and it's interesting people, this has also brought people together in an interesting way. And you talk about that, I believe the George Floyd thing and racism is one aspect, but then even with what's happening with the pandemic and things around that, around control, and once again, it is about locking down on people's voices it's a, like a double whammy. Is that making sense? Mm. It's almost like being in the sea and suddenly the waves come together, two different things happening and they get this catalyst, bam! Our voices, our voices, whether it's to do with racism, whether it's to do with socialism, whether it's to do with sexism, our voices will be heard because yes, it's about yes. the freedom of our voices. And one key thing is also about people, everyone, people, people, humanity, recognizing each other and coming together so that this doesn't happen yes there will always be pockets of 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 those others that are going to try to create um and maintain the status quo in terms of how it's operated before but for the big wider part of things people are coming together because this has been a time of revelation and truth everything's been stripped away and so even if it's interesting because i've had this conversation that the narrative that a lot of blacks have had about who they are you've also had whites if i may say that in the classroom listening to that narrative and so we have to also understand that they have been drip fed is that making sense mm-hmm. and so now this this is on peeling around what's being fed to everyone yes and it's scary for a lot of people because it's almost like this is how i behaved this is how i portrayed this person yeah but also, I always, and in winding down with this, um, I always encourage people that we can fight the good fight out there on the battlefield, but still maintain your eye. Keep your eye on what you need to do in closed doors, around your own family, around your own stuff. You know, you have to have both working in tandem. Yes. Yes. And that's so important, isn't it? Because that alignment of staying true to and being true in ourselves and in our most immediate and personal life, and then also how we radiate out to the the world, you know, Um, and there's many, actually, my, you know, my granddad was a parson, and he used to talk about this struggle of, you know, it's all very well going out and doing good works in the world, but is your, is your house, you know, are you keeping your house clean? Are you taking care of the people at home? And this kind of, um, it can create a conflict in people sometimes that they become this, have this role out externally that isn't matching up with what's going on at home. Um, So I think that what you've touched on there is very important and that- It is. Especially when we become involved in activism, which can take a lot of energy, um, Mm. that we still nurture the home base and we still take care. Uh, And so many things you've just said were just so, phenomenally important that we stay Mm -hmm. connected to this innate sense of our 
humanity and seeing mm. each other and and peeling off those layers like you said of you know I mean certainly it's something I had thought I feel blessed that I had to come to terms with it quite early in my life mm. so it's not a shock for me to realize that I've been conditioned as a white person to be racist basically mm. and to have to mm. come to terms with that and to come to have to be constantly vigilant for the way in which I am given privilege and have mm. to be constantly trying to dismantle that and to check on myself about how I'm behaving mm. um you know that that is a big process and for and it has been a amazing to see people waking up to that process and so many books coming out now yes. like Leila Saad's book about white supremacy which is an incredible workbook for anyone wanting to work through those kind of issues and really owning that we've all been conditioned like you said we've all been drip fed this stuff yes. these narratives and they're not really the truth of I don't believe that's not the truth of who I am it's not the truth of who anyone is and mm. the truth is is that is our shared as you touched on our shared humanity and seeing each other for who we really are and yeah. and and holding that space for each other to come into who we really are and i know that's yeah. what you're doing in the world yeah. so amazing yeah. thank you thank you for doing what you do esther you know thank it's you. just amazing it's just amazing so what's next for you i know you've got um, an issue of the magazine coming out mm -hmm haven't you so tell us yeah tell us what's what's up with esther and what's coming next. what's that what's that <laughs> okay so um the past few months i have taken some time off um facebook passport instagram um because i just needed to refocus and and rebrand um and so that I can reach reach more people with my body of works and so the so for the next issue of the magazine that should have come out in autumn but you know stuff happened so it's going to come out for the winter issue and it's called coming through covid a caribbean experience and so i've got some really great stories about people's experiences of how they've um, managed coming through covid and, and we still are coming through and going through and um i've got a couple of voices of some young people in there which is really really great and then i'm going to just be producing a short supplement around health and well-being because there's a, an incredible story of some huskies um where are they in the west midlands i believe who um are involved in a body of work of supporting people who are dying they're three incredible huskies their stories are amazing so i'm going to do a health supplement and of which katie is um we say she's a contrib contributor and then what's coming up is my radio show you know i've tried it's interesting i've tried to do radio on so many um other channels and it hasn't worked and i think this is just a university set your own up so that <laughs> will be in play and i've got some amazing people lined up for that i'll take this off it's just too red man um i've got some amazing people lined up like benny benny king's son um but like i said paulie carmen from champagne um the fabulous five i've just speaking to them from jamaica and um andrew Casanova, who's done an amazing retake of Earth, Wind and Fire after the love has gone. Amazing. Yeah. So we've got lots of great legends lined up to interview and the whispers and the beat goes on. All of them are lined up. Yeah. And, and then um, hopefully like a TV setup as well. I'm just getting my head around that. So basically it's just you know, elevating the, the the vehicles that I'm doing to interview. So there's a magazine, the radio, and then there will be um, like a TV show. And it's just, for me, it's just to capture, as Katie said, capture people's voices, capture people's stories, as we all are doing. Um, 
and it's not just to inspire others but also it's for me it's about keeping these old school artists especially relevant they are still relevant and a lot of them were saying that especially in the states um a lot of them you know they they've been disbanded but they they have a story and a lot of them are bringing out new music new stuff a lot of them have books out but also their messages are so profound and so so that's them but then anyone that i interview their their, their messages are profound um and I would say, winding down, that the last thing, oh, and I'm hoping to bring a humor, a book of humor for Christmas, because I think it's really important at this time. I've just taken um, Aunt Gertrude's slot from the magazine and just condensed it into this book of humor, which is really needed at this moment in time. Yes. Um, and next year, my fashion range is going to be out. Ooh, fantastic. So oh, um, I just can't wait for that. Yes. And tell us about Aunt Gertrude, just for anyone that doesn't know who she is. <laughs> Gertrude, where is she? She's here. I've got her here somewhere. Okay, so Aunt Gertrude is Turning Point magazine's very own agony aunt. But she, <laughs> she, 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 she's, she's, she tells, she tells, she tells you things um, from a, I would say, a, a personal, intuitive perspective, but yeah. also for, with a sense of humour. So here's, here's Aunt Gertrude. Oh, there she is. Fantastic. So don't expect her to be um, all roses and and um, roses and honey. Sometimes she would just tell you straight, but yeah. she tells it in a, in a way where there's a sense of humour. And she also gives anecdotes of her own experiences. So she's our very own agony aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she shoots from the hip, but she does it with a, with a, with a laugh and a twinkle in her yes, eye. Yes, and sometimes <laughs> I have to go, put the gun back in. Put the gun back, you're not supposed to shoot it. <laughs> the gun oh, back in the holster. Just fantastic. Well, I'm sure that's going to be a great gift. And and you know, I was talking with Joe last month, as I said, about how important humor is right now that we yeah. have to keep in touch with laughter. And yeah. he also was choose um shared some very powerful examples of people that survived Auschwitz and how even within Auschwitz they found joy and they found music and they found ways yeah. to survive through staying connected to joy um, in the most horrific situation so we mm -hmm. do we, it's an incredible tool for us right now to stay tuned to our joy to our natural and I believe that is our it's one of our natural states, you know, and it is, um, and it's what you feed. And now it's sometimes when you're going through stuff or when you're angry about stuff, we can feed things, especially when we see other people um, being used, abused. But then when you feed that, when you feed that, you you become it. It becomes you all the time. But you, what you can, what I would say that whatever, whatever the circumstance, you honor it and you recognize it, you respect. This is what's happened, and then maybe what can I do so that it doesn't happen again but if you know if you get embroiled in that then it feeds something in you and it keeps you in a, in a certain place even within our own personal lives even with me sometimes when I've kept on thinking about it's almost like Esther come out of this place because that's how you're going to feel mm. and it keeps you trapped yes Whereas yes. when you start to work through it to say, okay, this is what's happened that ain't going to happen again so what do I need to do for it not to happen again mm -hmm. um and you know we can forgive but you, you don't necessarily forget and that's okay to to come it from that perspective we forgive but we ain't forgetting yeah because if we forget you know it's important not to forget to remember the um 
the the, the lessons and That's because right. there are lessons even within history there's lessons within history that we are still learning there are still you know, so many echoes of things that are happening now that have happened before you know a lot mm. of people have been looking back to well how did people survive the Spanish flu how did people survive this yes. and that you know we're all looking for there are so many things that we shouldn't forget we should look back and and cherish the lessons of our personal histories and the mm. world's history as well because there's so much treasure in that that then we Absolutely. can yes for from for ourselves isn't there mm. and um so we don't need to forget, but forgiving gives us the freedom to then actually not be stuck in that story forever. And yeah. say, actually, I'm going to let that go. That does just because it happened. It doesn't mean it's going to happen again and again and again. I don't have to repeat the same story over and over. Mm. I can change and yeah. the world can change and I can support the world to change. And that's what yeah. I believe we're seeing at the moment amidst yes. people's struggle that a lot of people standing yeah. up saying, I want change. I want when we come back out of lockdown, I want things to be different. Well, if mm. we want things to be different, we all have to be active, don't we? Yes. And I think if we all yes. do our bits and we all raise our voices in the way that we can each do, then yeah. it all contributes, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's like Gandhi, you know, that that famous quote that's been overdone. I've got to find another one, you know, become the change you want to see in the world. And you become it for yourself and then you become it for others because then you're not stuck in a narrative. And one quick thing, if I may say, Please. you know, we were talking about um, people in different roles in terms of activism. Yes. And for me, the importance, what I see, the importance of why it's important to um keep trying to work we're not saying it's easy and I will keep saying that but trying to work on your own personal stuff your family stuff your communication stuff with a significant other with your kids it's not easy why that's important is because oftentimes especially with um the black lives matter thing and um how I would say blacks African Caribbeans have been treated is that oftentimes we hear that they've taken from us they've taken from us but I keep saying but if we work on keeping here tight keeping the village tight they can't come in they can't come in. We keep the village tight, and and I see so many times people having these conversations out there, and um, and I'm and I'm seeing what's happening here, and it's almost like if you don't try and keep this tight, they will always be able to come in. Is yeah. that making sense? Yeah, yeah. Because when when we've built those strong, resilient relationships, whether they're our personal relationships, our core team of people around us, whether that's family, friends, uh, partners. You know, just having that really strong, solid base, um, then, as you say, you're you're less vulnerable. And also, of course, within yeah. self, that's fundamentally going to start within ourselves, isn't it? It has to start with your relationship with yourself. And certainly, I've I've had to, and I've, you've helped me learn a lot about how to to stay in tune with that real. Um, even if it's just as you as you started right at the beginning today when we were saying what is it I need and what is it I need to do to make sure that I I, I get what I need and how I mm. how, um, staying true to that inner listening to who is really me and what do I really need not and then building from there out into positive relationships and then activism as well I mean it's amazing isn't it and it, and it does all line up on all these different levels interact don't they it does it it does and and your experiences the people that um are around you after a while they, yeah people drop off and that's cool um people drop off and and that's fine because it's 
and and never feel and it's easy also quite easy sometimes to want to stick with people and bring people with you and sometimes you're holding on no you've been my friend for years and but it's almost like the universal god is saying it's time to let go it's time to let go if they're going to grow if they choose to grow you can grow together like a bud that's fine but if they don't it's okay to let go and i remember a couple of times i tried to hold on and it's almost like i can feel my soul dying and then it's like just let go and it's okay and the more connected you become with yourself actually it doesn't really matter because i can go and do what i want when i want how i want i don't have anybody in my head oh it's cold it's raining oh, just put on a raincoat if it's raining take off the coat if it's cold if it's hot you know and just follow my internal set nav and i've had to go on a journey to learn to really be in that place yes 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 it's true and that thank you for sharing your journey with us and thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and uh so generously today it's just been amazing to hear you thank speak you to. really really appreciate that and if people want to come and connect with you and learn more about that journey of you know really staying tuned to themselves with and mm. um, with all the wonderful things or they want to find out about the magazine where can they find you esther okay um Okay, if you go onto social media, it's at Esther Austin Global or Turning Point Magazine. Or if you want to um, email me, it'll be info at turningpointmag.com. Info at turningpointmag.com. Um, I'm going to have my Esther Austin Global website up pretty soon. Had to go through some changes. And then everything's going to be in there. But also the magazine website is up where you'll still find a body of work. And on the magazine website, we've got a new column. And there you'll find lots of um, book and film reviews. So there's lots of amazing films coming out that I've had the privilege of reviewing. So you'll find the reviews there. Um, so, yes, that's where you can get me. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so thank you so much, much Katie. Oh, it's been wonderful talking. I thank really you. appreciate it. I'm so glad we've done this, you know, because I've wanted to for ages. So I'm so glad we've had this conversation. And I know we we our conversation continues and the conversation, the body of work that you're making continues to generate amazing, many, many amazing conversations and to give platform as you said to many many voices that need to be heard and that have wisdom to share with us so thank you for making that possible and thank you for everything you're doing that you I've got some master classes coming out as well sorry oh, great um, yeah fantastic classes, um coming out from this so um yeah fantastic so yeah watch out for the opportunity to go and rock with esther and uh and a master class with esther is going to be great fun and you, you can yeah. be sure you'll be dancing and doing all sorts of things <laughs> <laughs> it's not just yeah. like sitting with the notebook it's uh definitely well going time, experience. You know. yeah. <laughs> oh fantastic bless you thank you oh, so thank you so much katie much. Thank, thank you for thank coming you for on you're doing as well and I just want to thank everyone that's been watching and hoping everything's going uh, fine on the Facebook Live. And thank you to everyone that's tuned in. And also this, um, if you're watching this after the live as well, because this will be going on my YouTube channel and on my website, which is therosewindow.org. So you can come and find the other episodes there. Um, so next time I'm going to be talking with amazing Jill Manley. She's an amazing oh, jazz. Oh, Jill. Yes, <laughs> Esther's met Jill and Jill's amazing. Oh, she's a, excellent. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's a wonderful jazz singer. And she's also um, recently become a celebrant. And um, because obviously in these times when 
are ways of celebrating or marking important rituals in our lives, such as funerals, weddings, baptisms, all these different things. This has been significantly disrupted. And these mm. rituals are very important in our lives. So we're going to be talking with Jill about how can we celebrate? How can we still celebrate? How can we stay tuned to the voice of celebration and, and, and marking those important um important important occasions in our lives even though we're on lockdown lockdown absolutely and how then of course and jill has a wealth of things to also share with us from her experience as a singer as well so i'm very excited about that and uh, it's lovely that you two follow on from each other because you know each other so that's it's, right it's and she's wonderful. got this electric way of dressing as well so yeah yeah you two are completely sty <laughs> so stylish and when there's uh, when you're both in a room together it's like wow look at these ladies <laughs> i'm a it. superhero i want to be a superhero <laughs> <laughs> you, you totally are you already are esther you're definitely my my superheroine so thank you very much for, thank for, for that thank you and thank uh, you katie thanks to everyone thank for you. watching and um yeah stay tuned and see you all soon take good care Brilliant. I'll get back into my pajamas now, shall I? <laughs> I think I'm joking. No, I'm not joking either. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, thank Bless you. you. Thank right, you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.